Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and movie lovers. Today, we're taking a deep dive into one of the first Netflix original sensations that had everything, every, everyone talking, and everything. <laughs> yeah, Monsters. Every, everything was talking. Children. Bureaus. <laughs> buffets. We're talking Stranger Things. Season three. <laughs> I, did, I did not expect that. Oh my god! Season three of this critically acclaimed fantasy nostalgia trip came out this month, and we're here to talk about it. And the gang is finally back together this week. I'm so glad that our dungeon master is back from science camp and in the booth where he belongs. To my right, it's Jeremy Leguie. Everything she has said is accurate. And to my left, we have Scoops Ahoy's Employee of the Month for six years running, and the only person I know who could pull that hat off, Sean Dunham. Hi. That's true. It's that cute. True. I'm a cool girl. <laughs> <laughs> As always, spoiler alerts are in full effect, like this one. Billy, the too-hot-to-handle muscle, muscle mullet-sporting bad boy, can't possibly come to a good end. Or can he? <gasps> That was kind of a cliffhanger spoiler. It is a cliffhanger spoiler. All right. We'll start things off with an easy one, boys. Who is your favorite character from Stranger Things? Okay. Um, I also just want to thank a friend of the show, Carly Judge, for putting this little bug in our ear, putting this little nasty vibrating rat in our ear. Um, Gross. Because I am excited to do this show. Um what is my favorite character? I think my favorite character is Steve. <gasps> yeah, the hair. Well, yeah, Steve the Hair Harrington, who in the first season was like a straight, like, 80s bully cliche, mm-hmm. um, which also I was kind of like into the idea of that. It was mm-hmm. very well executed. Then he took a major turn. He like, you know, like, the, uh, maybe you don't, but it's kind of this thing that good looking, like, uh, straight men experience when things stop going their way. Mm-hmm. And it, when it happens, they're really confused. It happened to me. It happened to me, too. <laughs> and we're just like, wait, things just always work out all the time. Yeah. And suddenly it's not. And we got to see him do that, and it was it was great. I and, enjoyed it. And I love, I just love his arc. And I love that the entire third season, he's in a little sailor outfit. Yeah. I, my favorite thing, I saw like a clip from an interview or something where he was like, when I first found out about the hat, I said, surely I won't be in this outfit for the whole season. <laughs> Little did he know. Little did he know the entire season lasted over the course of like two days, and he was in the outfit <laughs> yep. the entire season. The entire time. I'm going to jump on the Sean bag- bandwagon because Steve is the best character on the show. He's great. And his journey throughout the entire thing is so crazy. And the thing that the result that I love about it that the actor has done so well is that in the newest season, he's really unapologetic about a lot of things. Yeah. Like, how good of friends he is with these kids. Yeah, Dustin And, like, especially. he does not care. Like, he is just super good friends with this kid, and full stop. Like, that's that's Steve. She's like, hey, your friends are here. They're <laughs> <laughs> like children. And he, like, he's just like, yeah, they're here. Like, what are you, yeah, you know, he's just fine. excited to see his, his little buddy, his little sidekick, who's now much, much taller. Well, yeah, well, less I'm, little. Yeah. Less little and still no teeth. Well, that's a specific medical condition. Yeah, no, so. he's got a thing going on there. He's missing like a okay. bunch of bones. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's how that works. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> um, okay, well, obviously I want to say... Well, okay. 
I love Steve. Mm-hmm. I love Erica as of this oh, season. Erica, she of brought course. so much to me. Which one? I literally don't Erica even know. is um What's the his? little sister. I forget. Oh really? Oh yeah. What's yeah. his name? I can't think of it. Yeah. They're, all the names are so just like an eighties kid. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is, it, is it Mike or is it John? Is it? <laughs> She's the one who goes down into the Russian base. Spoiler alert mm-hmm. with Dustin. Lucas, his name is Lucas. Lucas, Lucas thank you. Yes. Um, she love her. Demands ice cream. Mm-hmm. Love Robin. Um, I think she was a really nice addition to the team and rounded out some things in interesting ways. Also, fun fact: she's Uma Thurman's. And uh, Ethan Hawke's daughter. Okay, so when I watched it, I was like, this woman is precise, looks precisely like Nicole Kidman. Or not Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> that would be confusing. That's so confusing. I'm sorry to do that. Uma and I was telling this to a friend of the show, Eric Hill, and he's like, yeah, I don't see that at all. I don't see any similarities, which is insanity. That is insanity. Ooh. They also sound exactly the same. They sound the precisely same. alike. Same voice. They look the exact same. It's, yeah. it's incredible. She actually looks exactly like if you took... Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman and like merge them into one person. Yeah, that's what they did. It's, yeah, I know, but like but that's normally that's, that's not how it works out. No, you know? that's what happens when you have a child. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. You just so, put your IDs over each other you, you, and they holograph yeah. into one. Well, person. when you meet with the stork, there's like a process by. Oh which yeah, you... I haven't heard about this. <laughs> I like I would like to hear about the meeting. With okay, the we'll stork. talk about the person the bees later. <laughs> but all of this to say, I love all those people. But mm-hmm. my true, deep favorite, even though. She didn't get that much this season. Is Joyce? I oh. just don't think you can argue that Winona is not giving us everything. I think. Okay, so here's my issue with Joyce, mm-hmm. and it is not a Winona thing. It is a writer thing. Yeah. They they hit is her. it Winona or is it Winona Ryder? <laughs> that was that was good. Sw- swinging a hit from Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. They gave her a note in season one, and she has held it the entire time. But with shades of difference and but enough in different situations, I love. I just I don't know. I, Maybe it's just Winona. I <laughs> don't believe that they're using all of the skills at Winona. Absolutely, no, they, they are, are not. not. Yeah, but I from. think she's a consistently like underrated. Like she's underrated and underestimated by everyone else in the show. Who's just like, yeah. okay, Joyce, you're hysterical again, and she's like, or am I right? Yeah. Well, and at some point. <laughs> The the thing that I don't like that they have done every season in the show is return to some sort of status quo, which, in my opinion, can no longer exist. Yeah. Like, at the, at, at the conclusion of season three, spoiler alert, a bunch of these people have infiltrated the Russian government in a way that is very real. Mm. And, like, they have skills that cannot be unutilized in f- so when next season starts out and homecoming starts it's like no they've they have done some terrible horrible scary things mm. and they are not going to have regular lives like, some of these children have murdered people <laughs> True. most of them most of and them nobody, have had a hand in murdering and them. nobody yeah. cares like no. you know it's just like you know ooh that was a a real sticky like, puddle was the real they've problem all moved is that they're now. moving yeah okay okay we'll come mm-hmm. back to that but why, like, let's try and pin this down a little. Why is this show such a phenomenon? Slash, is it still as much as it was? Um, I don't know if it is as much as it was when it first came out, but it's because it captures, it's so much. It's it's uh, Spielberg, it's John Carpenter, mm-hmm. it's Stephen mm. King. I 
as my huge Stephen King queen, mm-hmm. as you might I may have revealed earlier. I don't I, think I knew that. I, I read okay. so much Stephen King when I was like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. It makes so much sense, actually, and just how twisted you oh are. Well, <laughs> some of, I read a short story, or like, I wrote a weird short story when I was a kid, and I was like, this is so edgy, and it's crazy. <laughs> and I'm so glad that no teacher ever, like, got me a, a counselor. are like, counselor. we're just going to book you an appointment. Like, oh, let's just chill out. I Sean needs help, like help writing. Yes. Or, <laughs> or emotional. Maybe I should have, but nobody, they all look the other way. Anyway, um, so yeah, it just, it captures like so much about that. And I remember when the first season came out, I had been camping all weekend and I came back sunburned and just like wanting to order a pizza and like sit in a cold room and just like really have those great sort of feelings. Mm-hmm. And I just like, with a second though, the notes of that music like washed over me and I yeah. was like this is the best thing I've seen all <laughs> damn year and I watched like basically the whole season and loved every mm. second um, so you loved it I loved mm. I think when the first season came out it really was timing yeah. and I don't mean like why well, I, I do mean like in the year when Netflix the machine was making all of this stuff and all of these things sort of came together but I really think timing insofar as you know the 80s and 90s are becoming like a period piece for movies Mm -hmm. and people really dig that gen xers love references millennials love things that are old like you know there's a lot of room there for story now because enough time has elapsed to sort of fit that area but i really really think that this show is like one well, two people's very specific fantasy mm-hmm. of their growing up. Yeah. And it just works, and they got lucky, because that's not a thing that always happens. Mm. Uh, and I, I honestly think that's what it was. It's just like, they just hit the exact right moment uh, for this thing to I happen. also believe the Duffer Brothers won the lottery. <laughs> yes, yeah, 100%. I think you're right. I think you're both right. And yeah, the, like, the pastiche of all those different references... The, yeah, it ticks a lot of boxes, I think, for people. Yeah. And we were ready to be obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. We so, were. Yeah. And, like, kids on bikes, we've talked about this in other shows. Yeah. Like, groups of kids on bikes, it's just, mm-hmm. like, gives you just such the warmest feeling of, like, companionship and, like, getting up to shenanigans and just, like, we have a secret and adults don't understand. It's just so great. Mm-hmm. And the other element, I think, that works is that this story is not possible in any other time or place. Yeah. Because any earlier in time, the thing would have won, and any later in time, it would have been tweeted. Mm. Right? Like, like mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been some secret in a small town. The world would have known because yeah. Instagram Live would have prevailed. Right? Which I'm very curious to see if they'll delve into that in season four because season three ends or like almost ends um with like a news broadcast about the event but they frame it as like like it's not it's not acknowledged that it's like a supernatural no it's it's been covered up right like it's 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 been cast aside there's no but i'm like "Mm, is that are they like laying groundwork for people to be asking questions anyway that's a thought i had um also i found out from a customer at work today who i was telling about the show tonight and he's like Oh, yeah, like, the after credits scene, like, really laid the groundwork for something else. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I didn't watch the after <gasps> credits For real? Scene. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, oh. I watched it today. And so now I see. And now I see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Now well, you see. Well, and I wonder where they're going to go with it. I would, I'm, always, I'm such a huge fan of, like, a 12 years later 
deal. Mm. But you got too much star power in those kids, so you either have to wait or... But also, you can't keep continuing, like, right after the events of last episode, because they're all springing up so crazy fast. Even, like, I watched a couple minutes of the first season, Mm -hmm. and I was like, these kids have aged five years. Yeah, because they're in a very specific age where, like, you grow, like a lot happens, mm-hmm. you know? Just one kid is like, his torso is the same, but his legs are four times. <laughs> yeah, Finn Wolfhard, I think. Yeah. Uh, what Do we know how much time is supposed to have elapsed between seasons two and three? Is it like Don't a know. summer? Like, is that what it... Well, that's kind of what it seemed summer. to be, but... They're on summer vacation in this season. Right, but it has but it been years since it the last incident? Because it has been a year, like from one to two, there was a year gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe they did the same. Mm. I don't remember how two even ended. It's two a- ended with them roasting the demon out of that kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And him being saved. And then her cl- sending it. Right, she closes it, the door. It, closes the it was actually kind of anticlimactic because there was no big fight. There were all the, what do they call them, demodogs mm. in the underground tunnels. Right. And then she closed the door and it just sort of ends. Like right. It's just like... Everything's okay. End right. of show. Right, right, um, right. So, yeah, I don't know how much time has elapsed. Yeah, I have no idea. I would say this season two is the weakest of the three seasons. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would agree. I think this is the week. The, the third one is the weakest. Interesting. Yeah. Why? When we talk about one of your points, I will, okay. I, I will talk about what I will refer to as the crotch. Mm, I think I know what it is. You okay. Do. Um, nostalgia. It's maybe a thing in this series. <laughs> Nostalgia is the fifth child actor <laughs> of this group. It is 100% the lifeblood of yeah. this series. Uh, how does it like? Why? Why is it so important? What? What does it do? I, I think as the fifth character, mm. there are a lot of again boxes that it checks off, and I think initially it provides a barrier to solving every problem really quick because it's the eighties mm. yeah. and. People love the 80s. Boy, do we. <laughs> it, just, it is. It completely drives the plot when anything runs slow. They're just like, yeah. don't worry about it. Uh, new Coke. Yeah. And everyone's just like, <laughs> absolutely. <"Whoa."> <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> New Coke is coming back, right? Yeah, I was like, how much did Coke pay them for this? This is what's trippy is that there's so many. I was looking uh that there's so many tie-in of the brands from the mm. show. Mm-hmm. Like, Ego all yeah. released, like, a vintage, like, mm-hmm. commercials from the first season. Uh, New Coke has a limited run. Burger King has an upside-down burger. Baskin-Robbins has, like, Scoop Ahoy tie-ins. Um, H&M, like, has a clothing line based on, like, Eleven's clothes and oh, randomly really? Billy's lifeguard outfit. That's funny. <laughs> it's so weird. Someone was just Billy's Randy watching like, Billy. Yeah, they're like, like, they're yeah, just one of the moms. Man. Just one of the moms at the pool. God, I am ladies, just, it's time. H&M yeah. was one of those ladies yeah. at the pool. I am just baffled by that completely. But anyway. That's hilarious. Ooh, um, and, uh, hilariously, singer-songwriter Ingrid Michaelson has a Stranger Things-themed album that just came out. Oh. Which it, I would not have guessed. The music? Is it? The music is so good. What? It's, I think... It's called, sorry. But, like, she did not compose the music because nope. it's synthesized music. Yep. So. It's just, it's themed. Dang, that's wild. Let me find it. So, Let me find out what it's called. Okay. Well, that's. It's called Stranger Songs. I'm scared if I click it, it's going to start playing. Once, several uh, years ago, myself and Andrew and Christina Headland drove to, to Saskatoon. 
And we just listened to the entire Stranger Things album from the first season, which was all literally dark synth. Mm-hmm. It was so Boom. good. <laughs> but all of that is, like, not composed, right? What? I don't think they have composers. No, no, no. It is synthesized. That's the whole point. It is synthesized sound that these machines spit out and they record and then chop up and put together. What? Unless I am mistaken, that is the whole, yeah. You mean you think no one organized the notes in a fashion? Not that, not, not as, you know, not in the typical manner. Because mm-hmm. that was a huge, synthesized music was a huge thing in the 80s. And that's yeah, all like, this show is about. You use a synthesizer that gives you, like, the sound. Like, I, I believe someone wrote the music. No, I don't believe so. <laughs> Listeners? Okay, Google it while I ask this question. James, find out if, if it's just synth music or not. Listeners, can we get a ruling on whether <laughs> the theme music was composed or not? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I pretty sure it was modulated. Online. by Oh, if we could do that. Oh, God. Um, anyway, back to Sonia's question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, really, the nostalgia hit is just hitting such a broad range of people now because I, as a millennial, was not alive or aware of any of this until, I'm going to say, 1994. Right. Right? Like, I, I, yet, there are so many references and things that were made. A good example is Ghostbusters that I still resonate with so strongly. Yeah, all of our entertainment, or, like, classic entertainment was from that era Mm -hmm. that we could call back on. And then, yeah, even kids that are, like, you know, in their 20s now, are like, I'm obsessed with, like, vintage, which is 80s, mm. which is dark for us. <laughs> which also 90s. Oh, yeah. Only 90s kids remember this. We all remember this. Okay. Mm. Sorry to take us back in time. That's okay. I don't even know what I'm saying. But it's so hot in here. Jeremy, you were wrong. Oh, was I? Yeah. The oh, Stranger man. Things original soundtracks are composed by Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein of the electronic band Survive. They do not use modular music? Well, they... That is wild to me. Okay. So, yeah, no, anyway, okay. I, I just assumed, yeah. Humans. We, we need to talk about... Well, Jeremy, you already stole my thunder for this question a little bit by saying that Nostalgia was the fifth child character. Did Sean say that? I did say that. Yeah. Sean, you kind of stole my thunder. <laughs> uh, but I think the newest character in Stranger Things is the Starcourt Mall. Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm going to inhale and exhale, let you guys talk, and then we will discuss. Okay. What do you guys think of the prominence of them all in this season? I think that they... I agree that they did put a lot of chips into the mall, mm-hmm. but the mall is amazing. It's really good. And like that first episode, my jaw was dropping. Yeah. And they were running through the mall, and there was just like store after store that was impeccably set decked. Yeah. And it was just like, this is astounding. Like, some designers had the time of their lives on this. And, oh, like, it's the work of their careers. <laughs> creating this I, mall. I hope I hope it's a launching pad for but them. But also the idea, that, the, the idea that it's a cover-up for her Russian base <laughs> is also <laughs> one of my funniest favorite things. Now, Jeremy, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the prominence of they the mall? way overdid this thing. Now, here... First and foremost, it is a very large crutch to the story because everything happens at the mall. There is a quarter of stuff that does not occur in and around this mall. I think that's accurate, right? Everyone's storylines take them through the mall except for Joyce and 
Hotter. Uh, yeah. They, they're the only ones that... It's because they're old, and theirs took place at a drugstore, wherever <laughs> Joyce works. Her magnets. Her magnets. Anyway, the difference between this season and any other one is mm-hmm. just the location of the mall and everything happening at the mall. Yeah. And I, which is what childhood was like, honey. It <laughs> and all I, happens at the mall. And I truly believe that they overdid it. Like, it is just too much mall. I kind of got sick of the mall. And when the whole plot was revealed that everything was at the mall, like the whole breaking the code was just the mall again, mm-hmm. I was like, so we have spent a whole episode <laughs> figuring out that we need to be where we already are. I know, but I love that. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you I love like about it? I think that's classic, like... I don't know if it's fantasy or just this like. This is the thing: is it's so young, funny to be like young is adult this, fiction? Is really? this bad? Like, is it silly writing or is this an A homage reference. to the eighties? Yeah. Storytelling. Yeah. Because ki- I feel like it's both. classic, like child adventure story, that it's like, oh, it was here, it was under our noses the whole time. Because, like, honestly, if you were like. The Goonies go underground, yeah. and then there's a floating pirate ship that's been there for years. It's right. like, how dumb is that? It's cheesy. But, it, like, there was still no, I don't know, there was no get, like, the getting there was like an elevator and a hallway, right? Like, that's that's my whole kind get, of... Well, I mean, like getting there, like, they're the second foray into the Russian base, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, is like a hilarious whole thing. You have costume stealing. You have your one guy who speaks Russian mm-hmm. who gets past the one guard by making jokes about vodka. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, I feel like it's very intentional Yeah, in but terms of its silliness. I, I just feel like the mistake, and I, like, this is not wrecking anything, right? Like, it's it's just sort of a down thing for me. It just would have been better if there was more to the world this season than the mall. Yeah, you know, like 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 the final fight took place in the mall. You know, all the big moments took place in the mall, and I get it. Also, the pool. <laughs> that's true. Thank God the pool for that pool. Was big mm-hmm. and Driscoll's basement. Right. Oh, yeah. Driscoll. But like, oh my God. the other primary locations. Yeah. The main characters hospital, didn't even make honey, it to. Hospital, oh, the hospital. Good. That's true. Hospital actually gave me a. Very great. I love that scene. It was scary. It but was, yeah. That was full John Carpenter. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monster yeah, yeah, yeah. chasing you through a hospital. And Nancy is just such a great sort of like... <gasps> I'm She's the last also girl. underutilized. Yeah, she was. Uh, I was very disappointed when they went to the facility and there was just that Terminator guy there. Anyone who has not seen the show and is listening to this show, I am sorry because yeah. it sounds totally insane. But, uh, this all happens. You know, oh man, we, you know, we found this secret underground Russian thing at this farm. And guess what's at the mall? A secret underground Russian thing. <sighs> okay, this is perfect. I'm anyway. seizing this moment. Seize. Seize. What, what's the deal with all these Russians? <laughs> um, this is also kind of a great 80s callback of like <laughs> yeah. Red Scourge. Yeah. And it's- just like Soviet. But also, it's kind of it's crazy because also we're scared of like Russian face right? app. Yeah, we can't use face app because the Russians own your face. The Russians now. know how I look like when I'm old. Which also, also, just to be clear, everyone, you should check the terms and conditions of your other apps if you're afraid thing, of like, what you've Re- let face app do. Russian companies have owned like apps for ever. They make all the software. 
Yeah. They Google already has everything, and the Russians can steal it from them. So just saying, <laughs> that's an aside. But like, let's not, let's not. Well, that's the thing. I feel like we're in this kind of '80s again moment mm-hmm. of bread scare. Yeah. Of like, it's almost comical it the is. degree to which we're like villainizing Russianness. And anything Russian. To be clear, Russia is being doing horrible things. Right. No. A lot of that's important to say. But it is in this sort of very silly, like a huge blonde man with a duffel bag kind of Russian dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like well, straight like up, Bor- straight up Boris and Natasha. Yeah. Like. <laughs> okay. I got. I'm gonna come clean. When you guys think Russian scare, you think 80s. Well, obviously no, like okay. McCarthyism, but like yeah, Cold War. I know, but, like, it just doesn't really fit as, like, I thought that was the point. Mm. Was that, like, it was a, an after thing? No, I think people were very preoccupied with Russia, like... They're like, the Soviet Union... Someone from the 1980s, call us, right, <laughs> just to clear this up. Americans. That, this is funny, though, because none of us were adults in the 80s, and so no. we don't know. Yeah, no, I was... But I just, like, yeah, from, like, um, you know, other pop movies culture, and stuff, yeah. other pop culture... I, everyone was terrified of the Russians. Slash mm. making jokes about it. And the bad guys were Russians. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think it's funny. It was Slash funny. Slash weird. Uh, I like that it was like a swap out of one government for the another. Yeah. For the next. And uh, how incompetent is the U.S. government in this fantasy world? Because, oh, my God. Yeah, like, just this fantasy world. Like, am I right? Okay, you also, have two very credible people calling you with an emergency from which they have defended themselves two times beforehand. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to arrive late to the party? I love what? the 80s reference of Carrie Elvis as the, like, <laughs> as the bad mayor. <laughs> He's so good. Just like, char- just like the caricature of a bad mayor is so <clears throat> She's like, I got to do what I want. <laughs> I'm organizing this county fair. I also very much appreciated how Hopper got it everything he needed from that man yeah. simply through violence. Like, Hopper. there was no... You guys, I'm going to say something controversial. Mm-hmm. I think that Hopper's a monster. <gasps> I, he kind of is. Is that controversial? I don't know. I Everyone's love him. Everyone's just like, oh my god, Hopper, like, come back. I'm like, stay away. He You're is, a danger. He is. He's ta- You're he, a brute. I, mm-hmm. But I think he's a very interesting character study in masculinity. A, certain, a specific type of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like, even the whole arc this season of him trying to talk about his feelings, which I loved and related to, like, just the whole, like, just the sheer difficulty he has expressing any single emotion. <laughs> They're all just like staring at him like what? <laughs> um so I kind of I like that they have that they did like he's not just an archetype of a character anymore of like grizzled cop, grizzled problematic cop. Now he's grizzled daddy cop. Yikes. Well, he and, like, always is was he grizzled dead? daddy cop. Spoiler alert. He is might, he the American they reference in he, the after? He, he might not be dead. We have no idea. Well, this is what everyone believes. Mm-hmm. Right, like, because who else? It would be hilarious if it was just randomly, like, someone else. But. It's Barb. Well, <laughs> oh, my God, if it was that, Barb? That was, that was my big question, because of, like, when does... Because she has to come back at some point. She does? I don't know I if think she so. does. I, I think, thought for sure she would in season two, and she didn't. I, oh. think, I think the move is Barb comes back, but she's actually some hidden monster in disguise. Like, I think that's what's going to happen. Mm. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be. But I believe it is one of those sort of... Uh, a random cast off of like just a sort of sketchy storytelling at the start, where but, they're just like, 
then he, we know that it's bad because it kills our friend. There's there's always things in comics like there's all the rules about like you can't kill Superman, Bucky can't come back. All of these things have happened mm, and mm-hmm. been explained, and I think Barb is one of those where mm. they're like, oh, we'll never bring Barb back, and then behind the closed doors it's like in season six we bring Barb back, and also another thing that I would like to note this is an aside I thought that the show was over after season three yeah me too and i'm honestly kind of disappointed that it's gonna go on well they i also read an interview where they were like we think we're going to end at season four but season four seems maybe four seasons seems a tad short and five seasons seems too long so Hmm. they they're they're not sure where they're gonna fall but i don't think there's much longer for stranger things which I appreciate mm-hmm. because yeah, it's that's I nice like, to just be like have a nice capsule yeah. of like great storytelling front top to bottom, and then not have it just devolve into some weirdness. And I feel like we've talked a, a bit this year about like other things we like that have done that that have like ended when they needed to mm-hmm. end, and I hope that that remains a trend. Yes, of creators being like, okay, I'm doing what I need to do, and I'm out. I think I do think there needs to be a bit more, and this is mainly for TV. But movies now, too, that are now having every sequel on the planet. But I think that, like, stories maybe need to be sort of thought about in in their entirety. Mm. Like, oh, here is Stranger Things. It is 48 episodes. How do you want to chop it up? Or, you know, any kind of... I think the only show I can actually think of in recent memory that has done that is How I Met Your Mother where they presented the whole show mm. at the beginning, but they actually had to insert two seasons in between, which were bad. They were bad. It was bad. I don't know, because I never watched it all. Oh, it was good. You didn't get to find out how they met his mother or her mother? <laughs> Their mother. Yeah. <laughs> There's two mother. of them. It's two kids. Yeah, story worth telling. Yeah. yeah. Cute. Um, friend of the show, Allie King, showed me a f- video from... Uh, how I Met Your Mother, which she doesn't watch, but it's where one of the characters that she's found out to be an 80s pop star from Canada, yep. mm, yep. and she sings a song called Let's, like, go, to Let's go to the Mall. Yeah, and but, it's very funny. But it's the 80s related. did not hit Canada until 1990. Yeah, exactly. Like the wave was slow. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right, uh, it is time for us to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. Go tease your bangs, have a sip of new Coke, grab a hot dog on a stick, and rewind your Corey Hart tape. We'll be right back with more spoiler alert. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We're going to get back to talking about Stranger Things in just a second. Um, but first, guys, uh, I just have to run to the mall and grab something in order for what's about to happen next. Uh, just really, before you, does anyone know what time it is? I lost mine. Mall time? It's yeah, like it's totally after <laughs> sex. It's game time. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend quite a bit of time this week yeah, to imagine. find a title related to what we're talking about. I tell these I two folks. Know what it could be? <laughs> I tell these two folks the name of the the selection. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a good laugh. If you two have heard of this, I'm going to lose my mind. There is a pretty decent chance you have. Okay. Mm. Is it like? Behind, beyond Stranger Things. <laughs> no. The, no. Like, Hulu. No, but I considered it, so... Uh, this week's title is... Tender is the Storm. That title again. Tender is the Storm. Tender? Tender is the Storm. Mm-hmm. I think that this is the novelization of a D&D campaign. 
uh, <laughs> about a young uh, tele telekinetic psycho. Wait, tele. What's the other word? Psychotic? Psychic, I guess, is yeah, the word I was going for. I was like, not psychopathic. Psycho. Telekinetic. Uh, it's a young girl. Basically, she has the exact same story as Eleven. Her name is Storm mm. uh, because she was raised in a lab without a real name. Um, is this in the Marvel Universe? Yeah, we're getting we're edging closer to, to <laughs> X-Men territory. See, X-Men is not my like Marvel area of choice. <laughs> I don't really know them, so... I just wait didn't for phase five. Consciously. Um, and it's just about, you know, her adventures uh, overcoming obstacles. Nice. Okay. All right. Um, I Sean, believe, what, what, is, what is Tender is the Storm? I believe Tender is the Storm is a coming-of-age tale about a really mean high school bully who uh, <laughs> who really, really bullies a bunch of nerds until they teach him the secret of tenderness and kindness and how it can actually improve your life. Aww. The storm that's your life. That sounds really nice. It's very beautiful. You should see the filming. Okay. <laughs> I am just going to read verbatim okay. what it's about and then see if you guys can figure out what's going on. Okay. Headstrong heiress Cherise Hammond wants no part of the New York Society marriage that has been arranged for her. So she heads west across a, va a vast and dangerous land with no intention of honoring her agreement to become the mail-order bride of a rugged Arizona rancher. But Lucas Holt needs a wife, any wife, if his plan to destroy his most hated enemy is to succeed. And this gullible eastern lady would do quite nicely. However, their separate schemes to use on one another are complicated by raw, aching passion. For Lucas, his beautiful, unsuspecting pawn was not supposed to be so irresistible, irresistibly alluring. And freedom-loving Charisse never dreamed she could ever desire one man so much. Is this, is this Lucas in the future? No. Is this the book that Dusty's girlfriend was reading? It is the book that Mrs. Wheeler is reading oh. by the pool. <laughs> what the? <laughs> That's amazing, and you're a genius. How did you do this? I did such a deep dive, you guys. And That's the deepest dive I've ever seen. Full disclosure, none of the D&D &D stuff is real. It's all fake. Yeah. It's not licensed D&D &D stuff. Right. Because there are two companies that own everything. Mm. So they could they just made extra stuff up. Anyway, whew, that was... I'm so impressed. You've outdone yourself. Yeah, you guys... I what you've done. Yeah, neither of you have won the game, but uh, that Doesn't was still matter. super great. The game is, of course, brought to you by the RPL Film Theater, the best theater in town. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, just uh, to piggyback on that, I really hate that we just fully lost the Mrs. Wheeler plot. I, I was expecting so many big things from her, and Thanks. she was just the thing that Billy was going to on the way to his incident. That okay. was all that, that's all that it was. I was so, so let down. Let's that's talk so about this, because I think that they have made some changes to the show in seasons two and three. Uh, because of criticism that they've received about the lack of uh, representation for women and, like, the honestly just flimsy roles that women get. Yeah. Did it improve? No. Well, they did They did squeeze in another uh, a character yeah. in the second season. Then they squeezed in two more that were, like, two more that were interesting and then developed an existing character yeah. for like two episodes yeah. and then all of a sudden we're like anyway bye Mrs. anyway that Miller. wasn't interesting mm -hmm. she was she was great and she like she literally had that sort of awkward like almost you know almost throw 
her caution to the wind moment with this. I, like, I don't even know if he's hot. He's freaky. I'm weird about <laughs> Yeah, I don't him. think he's hot. I know I said I'm he was in the opening him. of the show, but that was just for Oh, for you, you do not... If he lost the, the mullet, Billy, would he be attractive? Well, cause in he Power like, Rangers, was he attractive? He was in Power Rangers? He was the, he was, he was he the was Red, Red Ranger. Red. He was oh. Jason. Yeah. It's so funny because his face is looks like a like a mat counter. Like, he's so, yeah. his eyelashes and, like, yeah. face yeah. is just, like, dumb. Like, and he's just got a very young boy... Like face, and then the rattiest mullet and the maddest man body, mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't understand this person. Yeah, and then once he gets it's like all, a Mr. Potato Head, mm-hmm. like <laughs> once he gets possessed by the Demogorgon, the Mind Flayer, whatever mm-hmm. it is now, um, and then he's extra like scary and yeah. janky. Then oh yeah, I thought uh, I thought he did an amazing job. Yeah, he actually yeah. was really his good. Perf- his performance. A ton of these people just knock it out of the park, mm-hmm. and. I, that's why I wonder if the writing is guiding so many people in specific ways. Just because, you know, I, it really sucks that Billy's gone because I would have liked to have seen more of him dealing with what happened. Yeah. Especially because he was such a jerk. That's the thing is, it's like, but there so always we was fully, this glimmer. Like, are mm-hmm. just going to all those people that were part of the big meat machine that was like, yeah. The I think they're just, just like, they're, they're all just gone. gone. Yeah. Or that's they're in a, locked in a Russian prison somehow. Like, those are the only two options we have right now. Yeah, but uh, I hope it's the latter. Yeah, I I really hoped that m- Mrs. Wheeler was going to have her like coming into the fray moment. Yeah, and I honestly was expecting her to kill that Terminator dude. Mm-hmm. Like that was the thing I was waiting for oh, that the whole great. time, and it just never it they, just never happened. They just kind of want to keep the parents like away from the paranormal stuff i guess maybe i don't know i feel like the wheeler family like should really be like where is a half of our children right like, wh- where like where are they every day two thirds isn't yeah. it yeah they have three yeah they don't just do not seem to care <laughs> the dad is fully yeah. clued out mm-hmm. which is like that's a funny 80s dad trope. Yes. like i think we talked about that during our john hughes episode yeah and and i so i liked that they had this moment of like okay Here's a person, Mrs. Wheeler, who, like, is living the American dream, um, is, like, a hot, cool mom, mm-hmm. but is unfulfilled by her life. Like, I, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is an interesting, like, twist of, like, this nostalgic, perfect, idyllic place, but it's not perfect for her. And then it just goes Which, yeah, away. It was done. They, like, just, it just... She gives Nancy a quick little pep talk. Yeah. yeah. Which, I that felt like such an afterthought, thought, by the way. Yep. And, like, if they were going to explore that theme, which I think they should, it just totally got cast aside it did fill three up. episodes in they're mm-hmm. like like hey, just, how come nancy goes after it again and they're like i don't know let's get let's get the mom to like talk her yeah like it's just, just like okay cool and then yeah. that's it you know like there's no and i wonder if they had something more cohesive and then had to like rewrite like oh you know we need a moment and it just felt not genuine to yeah me. maybe they were fully like sorry we had her for a minute and then we completely lost thread of her and like, yeah. let's throw in one more moment yeah i think the best we got in terms of like female representation this season was the part where max uh sort of is like teaching 11 about the ways of having a boyfriend mm-hmm. and is like we don't need them and gives her a makeover but in the <sighs> most delightful like her way 
I liked that part actually. When I, that whole episode, I thought of you. Yeah. Just because I like Sonya loved this entire I like, did. shopping trip and like montage. Yeah, and guys montage. trying to find some tchotchke to make up for like yeah. like this whole just idea. boys being dumb. Yeah, girls getting glamour shots. <laughs> yeah, but, but also in the funnest pattern shirts. Oh, mm-hmm. those outfits! They were really good. Um, did I tell you guys how? <laughs> I went to Party City, none of your business, I sometimes go there, <laughs> That's fine. Um, about a day or two after it, this season was dropped on Netflix, and there was already costumes from this season in the store. What? Like, there's, they like, Scoops Ahoy outfits and, like, Camp Nowhere outfits. They must have saw the, like, the commercial or something and jumped on it. It's so wild, because it's, it's like, like who's even buying that outfit, mm-hmm. like, in the middle of summer? Are they, yeah, were they licensed what? or not? Like was it like yeah it was ice cream scooper or no like, <laughs> yeah was it you know no it was fully like Stranger Things branded oh wow <laughs> funky shirt telekinetic teen <laughs> I love oh my god <laughs> ice cream scoop twins <laughs> radio nerd <laughs> oh, amazing um okay I just have a couple more things sure okay so this is lightning lightning round favorite moments this season. I feel like a very iconic moment of the season, which you guys are going to disagree on, is <coughs> the never-ending story montage. Okay, here we are. We're here. <laughs> we're, we're, here. we're doing it. Because it's... Uh, Let's I... pause this lightning round for... Okay, paused. <laughs> no, sorry, yeah. The, yeah lightning, fine. the lightning hit the ground. But I was laughing so hard <laughs> because the song is amazing. Yeah. Um, the context is amazing. Mm-hmm. There's literally like the big meat monsters like clomp 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 like running <laughs> behind monster. them as like Steve and Robin are just like staring at each other. They're like, I can't believe this is happening. It's so funny. It it really pulled the tension for me. Yeah. And it it not wrecked it. Like I realized what they were trying to do, but they just I don't know when that moment was supposed to happen. I kind of have this ver- version of it in my mind where they're singing to each other and Steve is just getting beaten by that Russian interrogator man. Yeah, interesting. And uh, I don't know how it would have fit, but it just kind of, it dragged out the moment that I think shouldn't have been dragged out. Yeah, it really took me out of the show. Yeah. And I don't know if it's that the person I was watching with it hated it the most, <laughs> like I thought was going to leave my apartment. Wow, you're watching it with Miss Hannigan? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but something about, okay, it it just felt really like, I don't know, like it. Hammy? Hammy, like, yeah, heavy handed, I guess. Because I think part of it is like, so the kid who plays Dustin is like a very good singer, like was on Broadway as um, Gavroche from the time he was like six years old. And so is that actress. She was Matilda. Oh my gosh, interesting. So So I get that they like wanted to, yeah, like showcase that. But just the way that it was like auto-tuned and then meshed in with the background music and then started to be shot like a music video from the 80s. I get that they were doing like a reference, Mm -hmm. a specific reference, but it just completely pulled me out of the show. But it's. I watched it again, and I did think it was it's, funny. There's, there, there is charm there, and like they did make something of it. But uh, it was maybe it was just too long, you know. Like maybe if they had just cut it by ten seconds, yeah, I wouldn't have felt that it way. Felt long, but I don't know. Um, I also I was reading originally that they had planned to do a different song, mm. um, from the Lord of the Rings musical. That's funny. Um, why would then, that? Why would they have done that? Nerds. Because they're, they're nerds. But but how how would that have been anything? 
Like, were they? Is it was that a thing in the eighties? I think so. Apparently. Really? I don't know. I don't really, yeah. I'm going to look this up after. Please do. Yeah. Um, but then they were like, there's like some other Lord of the Rings musical adaptation coming out like right away. And they're like, no, I don't want to hijack on that. So uh, then they yeah. like. I'm interested. From the story I heard is that they saw Maya Hawk. Some, one of them saw Maya Hawk singing that song. like, And they were like, that's a great idea. Well, uh, that's fun. Like mm-hmm. behind the scenes. But maybe she also had just known about it or something. I'm not sure what the story is there. Also, that song has been stuck in my head for like two weeks now. Oh, my God. And I saw an Instagram video of the childlike empress, like the actress who's like, you know, in her 40s now, her and her kids dancing along to it. <laughs> oh, that's as it cute. On the screen. Uh, Very funny and in, cute. In the week leading up to when I was able to watch it, the influencer, influencers full air quotes that I follow on the Twitter, mm-hmm. there were things that would just pop up like, are they going to do this whole song? <laughs> like, that's that's kind of stuff that was like, are they do like, is this whole song? Like, how long yeah. are we? You know, anyway, I just thought it was interesting and you're like, in the big moment, you're going to do the never ending story thing. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the choice you've made to cement this whole thing together. Did it work? Who's to say? Who's to say? Sean thinks so. I enjoyed it. I don't know how it, I don't know how it went. Well, in the moment, it was like obviously ridiculous because it's like that kid would know the code, and that girl would just give him the code and not hold like yeah, hold Dusty Buns hostage with this song. Dusty Buns. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Sorry, what's Lightning the next round, question? Lightning round, reengage. Favorite moment, Jer? I loved. I did not expect it. I, it was so satisfying when Steve saves everybody from Billy in the car. Mm. I did not see it coming at well, all. Well, that's big for you. And it that was never just, happens. It was just, yeah, no, it was a, it was just a huge, like, because I didn't know what they were going to do. I had no, I thought, like, like is Billy going to wake up and, like... Nancy's crushed. Yeah, and I kind of would have been okay with that, too. Like, <gasps> if someone... They should have killed more people, for sure. A hundred percent. You say this He's about calling everything. for Nancy's blood on okay. the air. Yeah, what's, maybe not Nancy. Sorry, what's the name of the kid who gets possessed all the time? <laughs> yeah, that kid definitely what's, needs what's his, to, what's, like... What's his name? I want to say Mike, but it's not Mike. It's, I think it's Mike. It's, it's Mike, um, isn't it? No, no Mike, Mike is the one Mike's who's the dating Eleven. One. Yeah. Will. Will. Yeah, Will, because Will is really not part of the oh, group it's as sad. far as... Well, right? it's because he was he's stolen for the first right. season, and then he was possessed for the second right. season. And but now everybody else has a girlfriend, and he's just sitting there in his wizard robe. <laughs> it's true. Oh, but isn't that like, a metaphor for all of us? I know. But he is, like, the group that we know and love is Eleven is the fourth, right? Like, that because that's what the first season was. Yeah. And I was like... Honestly, when is this kid gonna die? Like that's oh. <laughs> like it's Turn it here. Jeremy calls for children. For real though, like, and it would have worked out with like Eleven coming to the family after his death, like all these different things. Because like wow. ultimately, it's a great eulogy. Jeremy. Like I am waiting for him to sacrifice himself to stop the thing. Mm, like that's what that's, that's the moment I'm waiting for. But instead, I got. The never-ending story. Okay. <laughs> We're the worst at lightning We're rounds. Really My favorite moment is the moment when <laughs> Dustin arrives at Scoops Ahoy and Steve is so excited yeah, to see him and they do a secret yeah. handshake. All right. Disappointments <laughs> from the season, lightning round. Um, yeah. I think, as we talked earlier, about the just Barb dropping off the face of the earth and mm-hmm. also Callie and her subversive friends dropping off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I thought a huge plot point... Um, from season two onward would be finding the other nine yes. children that have superpowers. Where are they? And this I is have, mine too. I'm fine with finding the other nine, but I did not want to see any of those people ever again. Yeah, everyone. Just yeah. because one's a punk. No, that's one's, <laughs> see, okay, one's a black panther. I have a theory and I'm curious to see if mm-hmm. you guys agree. I think that 
the stuff, the people from season two, episode seven, where she goes to Chicago, mm-hmm. the other nine kids, um, or like the other weirdos. The, the other one kid? One kid and then her friend. Yeah. And then her friend, sorry, yeah. yes. Um, I thought that for sure that that would be present in this season if there hadn't been the kind of backlash about that episode there had been. Um, I think we're in a Game of Thrones situation what, where the so Duffer what Brothers... Was the, what was the backlash? Everyone hated episode seven last season. Really? Yeah, people oh, were see, like, I thought, that, I thought that was fine. I got, no, I, I think... <laughs> miserable. Like, it was big. Um, it was like this, the level of hatred that we saw for the season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, the, well, that... And I think no, the Duffer that's... Brothers probably listened. And I'm I think like, that's I get wrong. It. Callie's out. That's wrong. Callie's out. <laughs> but I am waiting for the moment where number fourteen comes mm-hmm. and you know crushes a car to save eleven or some weird, I don't know. Action but he's moment. actually bad. <laughs> that's also true. Yeah, but uh, I didn't hate that. I thought it was fine. I don't know. Yeah, I liked that episode. I don't, I don't think they should come back. Like, I think it was a nice bit of But lore. we've just, like, okay, so Eleven's just never going to look at, into anything? I don't think... She, She's I, done? She's just like, oh, I'm well, not looking at... she can't look into anything. She lost her powers. Yeah. Spoiler alert. She's, <gasps> she's Wait, a normal girl. Wait, forever? She seemed to. She I, think, I, I just, thought it was, like, her batteries were decharged. No, at no, the I end of the season, she's, they're like, you'll get your powers back. Yeah. Don't worry. They don't know. Yeah. She's like... Oh. Because everything from the Upside Down has now been permanently removed or closed. I right? wasn't paying attention. So, <laughs> yeah. It well, was, that's not true, because there's was, things, there's things in fine. Russia that are still alive. So maybe it's a distance yeah. thing. I'm not sure how it works. All right. Disappointment, Jer? Um, it is a tie between not seeing more of, like, not developing more of Miss Wheeler mm-hmm. and... That will is still alive. Wow, <laughs> Jeremy hates he his needs, kid. He needs his he needs his Hopper moment, and I'm surprised wow. they gave it to Hopper. That's that, I'm, I'm not. blown away. All right, well, that was Stranger Things, y'all. <laughs> That's it, y'all. Cian Hawkins next season. Cheesies. Are they all going to be separate, or will they come back to Hawkins? You know they're coming back. They got to come back. Keep to Joyce away. Yeah, you're yeah. right. All right. Something's going to bring them back. Well, for the last few minutes of our show, we're going to launch into a little segment we call What You Watching, where we talk about what we're watching. Guys, what you watching? All right, you guys. Can I? Can we talk? Can we be real? Yes. I was gone for a while. Mm-hmm. And something happened that I'm not proud of, and it sure. was bad. Oh, no. Uh-oh. What have you done? I'm upset. My child has seen something called the Emoji Movie. <laughs> Jeremy, this which, is Which she... Absolutely adores, and it is the biggest hunk of garbage. You all already know what it's about. Literally, all already know. If someone said to me, "Hey, Sonia, what is the movie Jeremy will would hate the most on earth?" Oh my god, that's what I would pick. It is. Yeah, it is every. It is the, the the boiling point of every single animated movie ever made. You all already know exactly what happens, but honestly, I can't begin to imagine what happens. <laughs> no, I, can't like, I have no idea how you, the emojis uh, even interact. You a hundred percent know from like it, oh <laughs> I don't my God, know, you guys. It like is one person a face and one person's a shoe? <laughs> like I don't get he, it. He is the man emoji. And it's his turn to go to the box and get scanned to be the Matt emoji. And he freaks out because he can do other things and he's going to get deleted. So he has to run away. Like, you already know. I don't know. You've heard this Crazy. story a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, you've heard the Matt emoji's like, tale. The story seems <laughs> it goes back to the Ottoman but Empire. All of the, like, paid for advertising. Like, at one oh, point, yeah. they go to the Spotify app physically oh. and sail in a boat there. And it is all just so overt. 
like all this advertisement. Whoa. Anyway, she loves it. She calls it the Happy Face movie, and I, I'm gonna have to keep watching it. <laughs> wow, I thought I'm sorry. With you, mine, mine are also, but not in solidarity, mostly in hilarity, because <laughs> I'm a bad friend. <laughs> hey, Sean, what you watching? Um, so. Um, I just started reading a book called Nobody Cries at Bingo by Don Dumont. Um, she's a Saskatchewan writer, uh, raised in Belcaris, and it's just about her, like, growing up and her family, and she's so hysterically funny, and I've been raffling, and I just love how prairie it is, and just how funny it is. She's great. Everyone check it out. Also, something I've been watching a lot is a little something called the Cats trailer. <gasps> I'm so glad we're talking oh, about no. this. I forgot about you it. You guys, oh, I'm obsessed with Cats trailer, and I will be go. I will be there first day. Can I come with and you? And I will be like, I will be so high, and I will be loving my life. Okay, <laughs> see you there. Um, just like <laughs> you can't believe when I saw when I saw Dame Judy Dench sliding oh across the the floor, and I've it's just it's nuts. Mostly the musical is crazy, and I wish so badly that people just wore these outfits for the Met Gala. I agree. That's the Next camp year should be cats. Well, okay. One of my favorite things is just how much in the in the like press tour for this film we're going to be hearing about fur technology, digital fur technology. Fur technology has been all uh, over the internet. I oh my and everyone's like, "This is the only. This is the first time we could have done it with the fur technology." But I just don't know why, like. This is what Cats the movie is going to be. Like, oh. I'm sorry, you're never going to see cat, a Cats trailer and be like, yes, this makes sense to me. Yeah, like, the, the cats are going to have, they're going to be sexy. They're the, going to have dancers' bodies. The problem with what they have done uh-huh. is that they have the taken... The one singular problem. No, no, no. Well, this, this is the root. <laughs> yeah. Is that they have taken something that is not meant to be a movie mm. and forced it into the movie box. Mm. It's honestly... Not meant to be a musical. It's not meant to be I have spoken for years that Cats is the yes. biggest gaslighting thing that has ever happened to the public. We've talked about wait, this before, wait, Sean. Whoa, like, what, what, anytime what? you want... It's not a great musical. Oh, It's any... actually... There's I... only one good song. Yeah. It's horror, and it's crazy, and it's the biggest waste of resources. They talk about this. dancers and singers. They talked about this on one of our favorite podcasts, Who Weekly. Yeah. But, like, anytime you just need a laugh... Find a theater person and ask them to tell you the plot of Cats. <laughs> they can't. There isn't one. I can tell you it. Like, you can, but can you? I believe I can. Yeah, okay, can. so so is this, like, the first step into having a Cats show? Like, is that what this is leading up to? When's this movie come out? Because I have never seen or heard any of this. So I might just be oh. exposed to it by the movie. Like, that oh, might be 100% like of mine. Okay. And we'll do an all-cats we'll episode? I'll, I'll remain here. All-cats episode? <laughs> and will I be writing the intro to that episode in T.S. Eliot-style verse? Yeah. Yes, I will. <laughs> Rum Chum Chugger. <laughs> also, the names are the prettiest. I want to... Okay, next episode, let's just block off 15 minutes where we tell Jer the names of the characters from Cats. <laughs> Cats have three different types of names. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. There's a whole story. Oh, anyway, so good. Good. Okay. Um, what I watched this week, um, I went out to the Starlight Drive-In in Wolseley again. Nice. Uh, Twilight. It's Twilight, not Starlight. <laughs> <laughs> I make that mistake a lot. You say that a lot. Uh, and I saw Spider-Man Far From Home, and I liked it a lot. It you good, did. Yeah. It was cute. 
Tom Holland is so cute. He's great. He's, Zendaya is so talented. He, Tom Holland is way too old. He it is <laughs> killing. I love it so much. He is so he's so old. I don't think he's too old. He's older than me. What? <laughs> he's forty five. Okay. <laughs> You're so gay. I ain't got it. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. I would like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. My co-host, Sean, Jer, love you boys. Everyone here at CJTR and our listeners. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Friday mornings at 9, and we're available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. My Electric is up next. Have a great week. Um, bye. Bye. bye.